We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we're back. We just got through. News just broke that Tyler Buckner is indeed in a transfer portal left. And this is what the young man had to say. Do you know the dame? I love Notre Dame. The people, and especially my teammates, are what makes this place special to me. I have decided to enter the transfer portal in order to explore my options and decide what is best for my future. After discussions with Coach Freeman remaining at Notre Dame, it's thankfully an option I'm continuing to see it. I'm continuing to consider. I am truly grateful to everyone for their support through this process. Love, Tyler Buckner. All right. He's trying to pull this. I'm going to the NBA draft, but I'm still open to coming back. Look, man, just bounce. Because I'm sure, see, Marcus Freeman wants to hedge his bet. Now, woo, can he mention, can he buy for that second spot going into fall? That's that's going to be the battle in the fall. Can he mention Steve Angeli? Because I'm not comfortable with Steve Angeli at number two, bro. This quarterback room just went from, okay, I feel comfortable with the top two to, oh, no. Sam got to be the savior now. Shit. Hey. He got at least got to hold on till November. I think Kenny be ready by November, but. Man. But, you yep. know, we got, we got Jay Carr coming down the pipe. True that. I mean, CJ Carr coming down the pipe. True that. Kitty Benchy, that with a lead in some years, can put a nice little little separation between the two. Can he get his two to three in and Carr get his two to three in, you know? Lucky Lefty Podcast, Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation, in conjunction with Irish Breakdown for all of our great content. We give you the audio edibles each and every day. Tap in with us. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube. That thumbs up, smash that for us. Helps with the views. Leave your comments. We respond to all. Leave us five stars. Like we said, whether it's your Android or your iPhone, the great content on CFB Nation, like Lucky Lefty Podcast, Rise and Draft, and Ryan Roberts, CFB All-American, don't want to miss out on it. So go, search CFB Nation. Once you find us, lock in with us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Lucky Lefty Podcast, we spend it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast ditch the busy work use indeed for scheduling screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. 
And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. Ladies and gentlemen, Tyler Buckner just pulled a Malik Zayed. <laughs> Let me explain to you what I mean. Because I think a lot of people thought we were making excuses yesterday. <laughs> the game plan and the plays that were called for the spring game were plays that were more suited for a pocket passer, a pure pocket passer. That is not the game of Tyler Buckner. It's not. We said, once we heard the rules, we said on this podcast on Friday that Sam Hartman was going to put in work. We said that. He's not he doesn't have to see pressure. He's gonna have a clean pocket. <laughs> this is what he does. This is his strength. You can see any of the strengths of Tyler. None of the motions, working the flat, flood concepts, bootlegs, none of that. They what gave they- shaft. They said you're a day one install, hand right, hand left. Play action to take too long to develop with guys that are your two or three deep. No. No. So everybody's like, yeah. Blowing block assignments, by the way. He I sucks. Mean, he sucks. He's yeah. this. He's that. All right. I feel you. I'll take him to Illinois. <laughs> I'll take him to Illinois. One man's trash is another man's treasure. But you had a similar situation in the 2016 spring uh, spring game left. Oh, they tried to get me, but we we end up tying. If I had another series, I would have would have ended up winning because they tried to shaft me with that. You know, start me on the wall. So water. basically, what you're saying, and it didn't matter what they tried to throw at you, you was just no. I have anyway. no. I had better numbers. I mean, like every spring game, I was the best quarterback. In every single spring game I had, I had the, the numbers, all of that. I was the leading quarterback in every spring game, dating back to when Lewis Snakes had that. Irish chocolate play for the two. See, people forget. I tell the story. Tell the story of how Lou. Tell the story about Lou coming to you on the sideline. Finally getting there for the spring game, and and you know, coach, we always try to do something in spring game. Coach Kelly had that play, and Lou was like, "Hey, bro, score the touchdown so I can get this this two point conversion play." And I'm like, "All right, what you about to be running back?" He said, "No, I'm about to be about to be you. I'm about to be you. I'm about to be the quarterback. I'm about to go." <laughs> so I was like, "All right, I got you." Went in there, three plays. We scored. Me and CJ. That's how me and CJ got on a connection. When he played receiver, it's crazy. Full circle how things happen. But we scored a touchdown, and Lou the, did the two point conversion. One of the best plays in the spring game. That was a legendary play. Big Irish chocolate, rest in heaven, <laughs> on the quarterback keeper. <laughs> quarterback keeper. 
Should have pitched it, showed his pitch skill. <laughs> it was funny because they were like, oh, no, is he going to throw it? Is he going to throw it? And then he took off. But I remember you talking about that, like how they, man, formed and shaped everything around what Deshaun did best that day as far as the play calls for both of you all. No, it was obvious in the Texas game. They treated the Texas game like that. I mean, I'm going in the game. <laughs> First of all, it was it was shady from the beginning. So the two weeks before, he talking about, oh, we don't know who's going to start. You know, we blah, blah, blah. up until the kickoff, I didn't even know who was going in first. I had to go find this fool, Coach Kelly. Be like, who? So who's wait, going wait, in? Wait, 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 wait a minute. You're about yeah. to stir up a whole nother. I'm just saying. This wait a minute. So you're telling me first game of the season down in Texas. It was a setup job the whole time. You had not been told who the starting quarterback was. Now let's just think about it in general. Like in general, the year before with the same team, I had to come out of the game in the third quarter because we were just going crazy. So how much in a year can change where I come back and don't even know who's playing first? That is crazy. So I'm in the locker room. I was like, okay, so who's who's rolling out there? Because I'm like, I figured we both gonna play. I'm literally running in for the last time. We about to go back out there. So, you know, you got the offense over here, got the defense over here. And I'm Coach Kelly in the in the coach's room. I knock on the door and say, okay, so what we doing? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's what? Like, he's like, oh, you didn't know. I, I thought they Deshaun would go first. All right, I'm like, all right, bet. So kickoff, boom. He go in and they running all the plays we practice. You know, all you know how you go through all week. Okay, we're gonna hit this play and then and we're gonna make sure these are the set of plays, you know, on Monday that we practice all week. So uh-huh. in the game, so we start running the plays and practice. So boom, they score the first drive. So I'm like, all right, bet we about to, and they're like, all right, well, you go in next. So I go in next. We're not running nothing that we game plan for. Nothing. <laughs> we're running like Handoff right, obvious run. Handoff left, like two runs in the past, you know, obvious play calling. So I'm like grinding to get through this shit, like terrible calls, terrible calls. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? He get back in, big bomb, touchdown. We just throwing all over the place. I'm like, wow, what are we doing? What are we doing? So clearly it's a struggle, right? So we go to the first half. So I'm already reading. I'm like, oh, of course. So, okay, they're just going to start it for the rest of the game. I'm not surprised, right? I'm not surprised. Right. So we go into halftime. This is me walking in the locker room. So I'm like, obviously, they're trying to get this man to play. So Coach Kelly's like, yeah, I think we're going to start with Deshaun going out second half. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I bet. I'm like, yeah, cool. <laughs> so I don't know if no, I remember. We go out second half. They kick off. And so I don't even have my helmet because I'm like, he's about to go. Better put the headset on and shit. We kick off. They kick off to us. We fumble it or whatever. We get on the one. Guess who they call to go in? Me. <laughs> <laughs> so we backed up. Oh, and, yeah. oh, you go in, Malik. You go in. Me? What you mean? You just told me. <laughs> so now I get in there. I'm backed up on my one. And we running the craziest inside run, inside run pass type thing. So now I get sacked or something on the uh, on the third down obvious pass situation. They're blitzing, and I I think I called the the uh, protection the opposite or something, and I didn't get out of it. So, but I'm backed up. Like, what the, so I come off, and they just obviously make it worse. Oh man, well I mean we tried to get you in there, and I mean it, like what are you doing? You didn't. Know the protection, like what's going on. So I'm like, oh, I thought I wasn't going in. Y'all just told me I wasn't going in until we got backed up. So it was just like, all right. And then he ended up getting in for the rest of the game. And you know how we end up going overtime and stuff. So I'm like, oh, okay. And then we didn't win, right? We didn't win the game. So I'm thinking, okay, we just going to do another week of this because, I mean, that would make sense, right? Or maybe not. It wasn't even like the the Monday, the next Monday before Coach Kelly's like, yeah, we're just going to rock with Deshaun the whole rest of the season. 
I'm like, he didn't even win the game. <laughs> so how we just decide he didn't even win? And that was it until like the season was over. So I already know what a setup looks like. And, you know, for Tyler Buckner to be in year three and have the the complications at that point to still be frustrating. I, I don't blame you. You know what I mean? Clearly it's not uh, set up for you right. And it has to be if you're a quarterback, you know, because you need that support from your staff. You need to be able to be in rhythm with your guys. And that, and that goes a long way. Oh man. But that's a true story, which is like, which is why I knew he was going to have a hard time for the rest of the year. Just because, I mean, you can't. This, this is this is stuff like this, and I'm not like, but it's statements like this that lets you know people. I, I like when when people say a kid doesn't want to compete. That's so. It's lame. It's lame. Yeah, because at that level, you don't have a. If he didn't want to compete, he would have pulled a Drew Pine. As soon as Marcus Freeman told him and Drew Pine he was going to get a quarterback, he would have left just like you. Drew Pine did not want to compete. Drew Pine didn't want to compete at all. No. None. None. Tyler wants to be at Notre Dame. Yeah, or wants to finish his degree. He wants that as well. See, see. That's better as well. What are you talking about? He doesn't want to compete. Sam Hartman is the starting quarterback. Where was the competition? When, yeah, when was when the was co- there a competition? Because in day the day he told Tyler that, that the he, people that have been standing at the podium left saying all the comp there is no competition. There never was a competition. So why what what is he scared to compete with? He's not competing. There is no competition. Yeah, it was it wasn't a win. It wasn't. It wasn't a competition. Everybody knew that. Everybody. Sam Hartman did not come here to be in a quarterback competition. With a guy that has no stats compared to him, with a guy that has done nothing of a football, that anything. Sam was just like, how is he going to help me transition? Basically. So what are we talking about? Maybe you all believe everything that comes across. Like, dude, but you cannot sit here and tell the quarterbacks, oh, we're going to get a better quarterback. And then say it's a quarterback competition. No, man. No. Once Tyler said no. that, once Tyler told us that in the media, that this was over before it started, and he knew that this was coming a whole year before. Right. He said the conversation started before the offseason. <laughs> they had the conversation before the offseason. So you talking about people right. wanted to quit. If he was a quitter, he could have bounced before like, the bowl game. He could have bounced. And he's still saying, I'm looking at my options, but I still might come back. Like we talking about he was scared to compete. Who was he competing with? Steve Angeli? Who? He he was never competing. Both times they brought guys that they wanted to play in front of him. Yo, like they they brought Jack Cohn in. You don't go get competition in house. What are you talking about? You if you compete, you competing with guys that are already there. He went and got somebody from outside. They brought a stranger in your house and said, "Okay, hey girlfriend, this is my new one. I just brought here. Y'all got to battle it out." Yeah. She like, where did she come from? Oh, I just got her off the street. She wins. Come come get another one. That's not competition. If it was a Tyler Buckner, Steve Angeli, Kenny Minchie battle, that's competition. So now, wait a minute. So this is interesting. Let me go to the Twitter feed again. Let's connect some dots, Left Connecting dots. I want to take you to the second paragraph. After discussions with Coach Freeman, I'm remaining at Notre, remaining at Notre Dame is thankfully an option I'm continuing to consider. You know why? Because Marcus Freeman doesn't want to lose him. 
the best case scenario for Marcus Freeman, Sam Hartman balls out and Tyler's my starter next year. That's what that's what Marcus Freeman wants. Well, he don't want to lose a room. So he wait a minute. In order, in order to keep this from happening. Oh man, we got we got a quarterback battle. After the blue and gold game, we still got a quarterback battle. Come on, man. Marcus Freeman, don't backtrack. Just stay Come on, man. Come on, man. You can't say it's a competition after telling the guy before the competition started it wasn't a competition. That's basically what you said. You basically told him before this even became a thing that he was getting somebody better than him. And then he went and got him and then had the audacity to be like, oh, we competing now? No, we not. Just be like, look, TV, I would like for you to just be my backup this year just in case Sam doesn't pan out. So look, man, stop. Don't say stuff like, "Oh, Tyler's he didn't want to compete." What are we talking about? If he keeping it open, he clearly want to come back. Possibly, he on his Lamar. He like seeing what a team would throw out there for him. See what what kind of numbers he can get back. You know how that go. Marcus Freeman's hedging his bet that he can't find a better school. That's what he said. He said, "Look." You can go out there and look because I I, I I mess with you. You my dog. I'll let you go put the feelers out. If if none of these teams that's biting, you know, that you like better, come on home. Be my backup. I got a spot for you, baby, right here. I love you, though. I'll let you go look, but I know you're going to come home to me. You know what I mean? So he going he gonna to get some calls and – you know, because Marcus Freeman, real sweet from Dayton. I gotta tell you, how Dayton guys do. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna fire you. We'll let you look, because the home always open. Because that's we good guys from Dayton. We ain't, so Marcus Freeman know what he's doing. And now Coach it's Kelly said, "Kick rocks." And I'm surgical. You're right, and I'm surgical. So words words don't get me. So don't sit up here in the chat talking about Coach Freeman wants competitors. He's all about competition. Well, if he's all about competition, why haven't the best players been playing? I'll Is wait it, for your answer. Because it's been obvious that in certain positions, the best players haven't been playing. So if it's all about competition, why haven't the best players been playing? He told you what it's about. It's about practicing. Who's the best practice? Who fits the best in practice for me? You can compete, but it's really the the real answer is who's more consistent at doing what I need you to do in practice. That's the key. Now, it's unfortunate because in some positions you're right; it's not competition; it's chosen, which it should be. Facts. Quarterback is chosen, handpicked. I'm going into the season knowing ain't no competition. As much as they tell you, Wait, I, man, I was look, in competitions. Man, going. stop, man! You need please, please go with this elementary, this elementary argument you're doing. Because now you're trying to insult me, man. I don't, I don't fall for that foolishness, dog. Any blind person can see the best players that should have been on the field. You see, everybody has seen the linebacker play for the last year, year and a half. Have we not? There are better linebackers on the roster. One just left. We're not about to play this game. We're not about to play this game. PK's a better football player, but JD and, and, and the other one are experienced players. It's a difference. What Victor Oladipo said about Braun when they when they when he was with the Pacers in the playoffs. He said the experience matters because they know what to do when to no, do it. man. We're not about to play this game, bro. We're not playing the game, dude. We're not playing this game. The man walked out the door. The line, PK walked out the door and said, I'm better. Than, I'm, man, I'm better than the dudes in front of me. And I don't think he's lying. I, don't, I didn't think he was lying. I don't think he's lying. I think he's been better than 
Uh, I don't want to throw numbers out there. It's yeah. enough. It's definitely two. It's definitely two linebackers that I've watched play for a year that I know he's better than. For sure. So we, and I think exactly. everybody would agree. Absolutely. We're not about to sit up here and act like linebacker play has has been subpar Excellent. for two yeah. years. So you want me to believe that every other linebacker on the roster was subpar? The starters are subpar, so that means every other linebacker on the roster is subpar. Come on, man. Stop. Seniority has been playing on college football teams across the nation for years. Period. Period. It's the same, the same squad that said Tobias Merriweather wasn't ready to get on the field. Wasn't ready. But we put the most talent on the field, right? That begs the question. That's all we're saying. That begs the question. And I think I gave a great example. You can be more talented, but yet still not give the coach what he's looking for at that time. And that's a coach's decision. Now you have to deal with that. The coach's decision for the last year is to have linebackers on the field that fail to make plays. Coach's decision, right? Because that's what we've seen. They've chosen to continually put linebackers on the field that week to week underachieve. So either there are no good linebackers on the roster or that's the choice that they've chosen to make. That's true. It's as simple as that. It's as simple as that. And, you know, it's it's one of those natural sheddings yeah. on a college football team that you need going into the fall camp. I think it it gets down to the uh, to the bare bone of what's going to make this team foundationally strong, and I think you got to see uh, the outcome of a of a of a tough spring where you're shedding a lot of a lot of the fat that you know sometimes on that steak that fat can be real delicious. <laughs> Chris. That little extra piece, you just like, I might have to keep that on just for the flavor. But but what Marcus Freeman is doing coming into the summer, because you know that body got to be right. Uh-huh. I got to go lean. I got to trim some of that fat off so we can get to that Jason Onye that we've been cooking to get well done because we don't eat no rare over here. You know what I'm saying? We, Jason Onye had to put that thing and flip it twice to get well done and get ready. For what this what this season is is going to look like for him, and I think Marcus Freeman is comfortable that way, because you can always add on more. Mm-hmm. You can cut off the fat, but you know what you can do? You can put that little scoop of crab on there. Yeah, you know you can you, you can you can put some some butter sauce on there. Something, you know what I mean? You can really hook it up because just because you don't got the fat, you can still add the flavor. So Marcus Freeman is like, okay, I'm going into this fall camp with a nice lean piece of meat that we can that's in shape, is 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 formed right, it's the right amount of what we need. Now we just gotta salt and pepper that thing up. Maybe, maybe, maybe get an open fire grill. You know, maybe marinate <laughs> to get ready for the season. And I think at the end of the day. He sees that the bigger picture of down the road is getting taken care of early on now. That's why he was thinking foresight and in the future with Tyler Buckner. He said, listen, I can easily sit here and tell you goodbye. But I know with your talent and what you've been here and done already and with the and with the insurance plan that Sam Hartman kind of is, that you know you can really still be here for real. But I'm a, such a, a player, a top five coach in college football. I'm not going to say leave. That's going to look bad on me. 
Everybody knows we got the best room in the country damn near when you're in it. Ooh. Now, if you see, I don't feel comfortable, but I ain't going to let you know that. I'm going to let you say, you can come back if you want to. We was open all. So I'm going to let you go out there and look. I don't think you can get nothing better than us. If I'm Marcus Freeman, that's what I'm thinking. You're not going to get a better – what, are you going to go to Minnesota? What, are you going to go to North Carolina State? What, are you going to go to uh, uh, La Jolla State? Uh-huh. Northwestern? Where are you going to go? You can come back. And I think that's something he might do. Hey, let me tell you something, man. If Tyler does find another option, the hiring of Gino Gadugli is about to come into play. Into play. Because they can't leave Tyler no more to teach him nothing. Tyler Ladies and gents, Kenny Minchie's going to be put on that fast track now. Which which you said he should be ready by November. Hey, if, if you are an elite football program, your, elite, your quarterback should be ready to start a football game by November. Doesn't mean he has to run the entire playbook, but he should be able to start a game and function as a quarterback. Let's get to the super chats before we get out of here, love. Uh, what's the overall persona of Notre Dame football? Are we blue collar? Are we smash mouth? Can we be a team that is all business? Thank you, Truman. I think we've become that hybrid mix where now we can throw it and we're going to commit to throwing it as we can see. I think maybe even Gerard Parker now, Tyler Buckner's in question. Is going to be more aggressive in throwing. I think it may be 70 30 throw to run and or 65 45 or 65 35 uh, throw to run just because now you ain't going to be seeing Sam doing too much pulling unless it's at the goal line like it was in the spring game. So that real estate in that field from the 10 and out is going to be filled with air bombs. Mm. We're going to be throwing that thing. Sam threw the ball 16 times in what? Three or four possessions? You already can tell what they like when they got him. So, Aldrich estimate, like, we we agreed because I think Gerard Parker is trying to prove that he's not Tommy in Tommy's offense. So, it might look more like the Jack Cone Fiesta Bowl season than it is the, the Smash Mouth 2012 running back season. Hmm. And I think you'll see more creative ways we'll use our running backs. I think a huge reason for the change in position of Chris Tyree is because we're gearing more towards throwing the football. Which is maybe that's what's going to take us over the top. So I think uh, we got our commitment to what we're going to do from a quarterback standpoint. Like we said, should have happened. I think it should have came from Coach Freeman instead of Tyler Buckner. <laughs> right. <laughs> but either way, saying the job got done, somebody had to leave. And unfortunately, you know, it's one of the quarterbacks that would have made our room the best room in the country. And right now, we got to put a lot of stress on Coach G and also uh, 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 Kenny Minchie. To, to start that natural cycle of, of where we can build franchise quarterbacks at Notre Dame. And right now, look, the one thing that's good that might lead to his return is that a lot of quarterbacks have transferred and they are not winning the quarterback battles. Yeah. So it's not like there are a lot of options out there, you know, maybe <coughs> Illinois, <coughs> maybe Illinois, it went day one, huh? EV, EV, day one in that deal. There's not a lot of options out there, left. And you know, it's crazy. It's not that far of a driving. From uh, Notre Dame? Probably an hour and a half. I mean, shoot. Coach Beaver. 
Coach Bielema a good a good recruit now. No, more like a two hour drive. Two hour drive. But either way. I'm just saying, Tyler, you know. Look us up. Justin D. Gal got to believe the staff wanted Collie to succeed and gave him every chance to be LB1. It fought so hard to keep him after Lee's departure. That's what they say they gave him every chance to succeed. <laughs> they don't give you a chance, they throw you on the field. They ain't give you no chance by telling you. They give you a chance by putting you on the field. If they don't put you on the field, they didn't give you no chance. They lying and they trying to keep you around. So what is Tobias then? Did they give a Tobias a chance to succeed or told you that he was everything that they wanted? He just didn't play. Like what the fuck? The quarterback told you he was everything that they wanted. He was a fast, he could catch, he could get open, he runs the right routes, he's smart, he works hard. That was Drew Pine. That was Drew Pine that said that right. The, the, the offensive coordinator said he, he works on and off of the field. He comes before and after practice. He first oh. one. Last one out, the fastest, the tallest, the strongest. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to keep working hard. He asks questions. He gets good grades, and he calls his mom every night. Oh, dude. <laughs> he didn't play. So <laughs> did they give him a chance to see? No. <laughs> dude, that cat Drew Pine did. Man, that cat Drew Pine gave the greatest. <laughs> Yo, what he said about Tobias was crazy. Was crazy, and 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 this is in week eight. So you're like, where was he? This at these all these other weeks? Like you talking about him now when you ain't been throwing to him all year? Like, oh <laughs> man, he's fast, he's strong, he knows the routes, perfect. Love no throwing. <laughs> we we hook up for touchdowns all the time in practice. <laughs> well, why is he playing? <laughs> We're giving him a chance to succeed now. We're giving him a chance to succeed. Oh, man. Super chat, Mike Nolan. Oh, this is going back to my Tempe. <laughs> you know, 2014 story about Tempe. Is that an oven is dry heat too? Still cooks the turkey. <laughs> no, straight up. You're getting cooked out there for sure. <laughs> David Solomon said, what do you and Malik think about A.J. Henning and R.J. Moten transferring from Michigan? Should we be interested either? Both or neither. First, um, it shows you that Michigan is a run-only team. Not a run first, run only. They they back on what we was on in eight, nine years ago. So that's what they're doing. So all their best receivers are going to leave out because Michigan's got the blueprint that they really believe they got a Heisman running back back there. Yeah. What's that say about your quarterback when both your receivers leave? Y'all like J.J. McCarthy a lot. Chicago kid. But hey, I don't know too many top receivers leaving their quarterbacks. Like Michael Penix Jr. I don't see both of those first round receivers leaving him. What's going on up there in Ann Arbor? Oh man. I, hey. I think it says a lot. I, I I'm a I'm gonna disagree with you just a little bit. I think Michigan has done a really good job of identifying um, some young kids that are playmakers. I think okay. Amorion Walker is one of those. They have some other young kids that they expect to come in and make plays. And like you said, A.J. Henning was always stuck behind. He could never get carries. They move him to wide receiver. He got lost in the sauce there. He's pretty much a special teams guy. And he's an uber-talented kid. Notre Dame came in second in his recruitment, but the people that recruited him are no longer at Notre Dame. If Brian Kelly and the crew were still here, then I would say, heck yeah. But can you see A.J. Henning <coughs> going 45 minutes from his home <coughs> down south <coughs> to play for Brett Bielema I'm just saying, I'm just saying, all the Chicago kids, all the Chicago area kids are becoming available left. That's all I'm saying. Oh, man, not Justin Scott. He needs to become unavailable. 
No, y'all can send a bottle of champagne too. <laughs> he ain't uh, I don't think he looked good in orange, man. Send him Espinenza, uh, Nate Marshall, Burgess Jr., whatever Chicago kids, Darian Dupree, whatever Chicago kids know the dame deems unworthy to play in South Bend, send them on South. They said, but they said Malik Elsey wasn't worthy. Okay, we'll okay. take him. We'll <laughs> take him. We'll take him. It is what it is. But other than that, what was the vibe this weekend, bro? Did you get to see and rub shoulders with only alumni, but also some of the young recruits that were on campus left? I got to see Cam Williams. I thought that was pretty cool. Got to see CJ Carr. Uh, Jerome Bettis' son. I didn't know he was a big time receiver. Chancey Stucky mm-hmm. put me on a lot of guys they were uh, recruiting that came through. I think Chancey is excited. He gets the opportunity to see his receiver room uh, flourish off of what he's been working on uh-huh. instead of just running the 10 yards and popping your hands out. You know, they really put some sauce on some stuff, which he was excited to, to talk to me about. So um, I think what they're coming into with this recruiting class with CJ and Cam and everybody included with that. They really got something special that they're building, and it's going to be impressive once it takes off. Some good news. You have Bryce Young, uh, the son of Hall of Famer and former Notre Dame defensive lineman Bryant Young out of Chicagoland area. He set his date to make his announcement. Uh, Micah Gilbert, wide receiver out of Charlotte Christian, 2024, he's also set to make his announcement. They both had incredible trips. Look, Bryce Young has grown on me as a recruit. At first, I was like, oh, okay, he's legacy. But like watching his film from last year left and just watching how big, much bigger he's gotten, I'm like, okay. <laughs> he got his dad in him, right? Yeah, he's definitely got his dad in him. You never really can miss on a legacy, right? Unless he's Michael Jordan's kids. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Um, a bunch of 24 kids on campus. Anthony Sacker was here, you know, with his grandparents, uh, Oliver Miles, the third, uh, Styles Prescott, Indiana kid, offensive lineman. Like I said, overall, just to sum it up, it was a really good weekend as far as recruiting. They got a uh, commitment in 25 class, which is funny because last year, they got a defensive lineman to commit from the 24 class <laughs> as they were trying to close the 23 class. If that kid has since been decommitted, but they get a 25 uh, commitment, 6'2", 305-pound defensive lineman from the Miami area, Davion Dixon. Of course, last year it was Brandon Davis Swain that did the same thing from the 24 class at the 23 Roy Gold game. So hopefully they can hold on to Dixon. Till signing day 2024. Hmm. We'll see, man. <clears throat> yeah, it's gonna be uh I think if anything, we get to get the best parts of Notre Dame coming down the pipeline with what this staff is trying to do. And you know, once you really fall in love with the staff, you believe in the vision that they're bringing, like to see. Mike Mickens be so excited about this secondary, how they're growing, and you get to talk to Chancey and how the receiver room is growing, and Marcus Freeman is moving like the president. He can't stop taking pictures with recruits and this and that and the third. You really start to see that, man, maybe there is a belief factor that these kids can really get over the hump, and these decisions made by the coaches, the the kids are responding well to, and that matters a lot. (laughs) My God, Marcel said. Sean trying to get everybody to Illinois. Yeah, the Illinois podcast, I'm telling you. Sean done, <laughs> Brett Bielema must do him an NIL deal or something. What? You must know. He he was going through the alumni records and saw Sean's picture. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's Mike. It might be a foot in the door. Still some of them Northwestern recruits that Notre Dame always giving out. See, Jason <laughs> Smith, he said, where's uh, Lightfoot trending? It's Illinois. <laughs> Illinois yeah. sent them. Matter of fact, Marquise Lightfoot, man, cool kid, man. Happy birthday, young king. 
another oh. Taurus in the building. Today's his birthday. Illinois sent him a nice birthday message on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? What about y'all should have sent a, a condolences to my guy Sean Miller, man. What's up with that? Condolences. Yeah, I got hurt. Y'all best receiver. Sean Number Miller? Eight. Number eight. At Illinois? Illinois. Number eight. I'm about to show you the picture. Man, you can show me all the pictures you want. He's not the best receiver in Illinois. He is. Nah, bro. <laughs> I got to show you now. Yeah. He said he's going to take y'all to the top. Okay. Number eight, Sean Miller. Y'all best receiver. He's not our best receiver, bro. <laughs> Come on, man. Who y'all best receiver? Come on, man. This is who this is who Tyler Buckner gonna be throwing to. That's not our best receiver, bro. Oh, man. Who y'all best receiver then? It ain't it's not him. He went to IMG. What does that mean? You're gonna find out. Tell him. Find out about what? Shout out to IMG for being sold for like what two million? Well, to who? Today? Let me find the story. Yeah, IMG was sold. Two million, that's it. That facility I might like, be off. I might because the facilities are crazy. Yeah, the facilities most of all big. Oh no, no, I'm sorry. It was sold to a private equity firm for 1.25 billion, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's right. Two million. I could have bought it. Because the facilities, if you've ever been in the area, drive by. The facilities are absolutely ridiculous, bro. Like just imagine you selling IMG and you sitting on that money. Good grief. Hey, I don't know why you playing games because you know who the best wide receiver at Illinois is. Who? But I'm a you keep acting like you don't know. Ooh. I'll put you on the petty train, dude. Aurelius Ben was the last great receiver. Uh, the uh, line I loved Aurelius Ben. He played for Tampa Bay. Yeah, he wasn't. He was all right. You know what time. All right. right. All right. He was all right. Petticoat. Petticoat. It's time to get petty. Fire up the Petticoat Junction train. I just don't like you. You don't? No. What is today's petty historic Petty Junction? Petty Junction, Petty Story today brought to you from Anora Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com, and Premium American Whiskey, AnoraWhiskey.com. First of all, you know the best wide receiver in Illinois is Isaiah Williams. Stop playing. He's okay. Aurelius Ben was okay. <sighs> the, the best wide receiver, Aurelius Ben, first of all, he wasn't better than Brandon Lloyd. Brandon Lloyd was a killer. Brandon Lloyd was a dog, yeah. Brandon yeah. Lloyd was a killer. He was a killer in the league. For 14 some years. Man, Brandon Lloyd was that dude in Illinois. TB. TB. I think you wanted this on the petty train, bro. I I'll go ahead and introduce it for you. Uh, oh, Rick Ross and Tom. Wait a minute, bro. I got to find it. Oh, that's hilarious. Don Lemon just got fired from CNN. That was yesterday, right? Or they didn't say fired. They say let go. They really just found out Don Lemon was terminated from CNN. Damn, Don. But guess what? The brothers got your back. We hiring it at Wingstop. And for some reason, I believe you know what you're doing with the lemon pepper wings. 
So man, just sent over your resume, well, of 17 years. <clears throat> but I'm gonna make sure I get you in front of the right grill, brother. Right Stay grill. solid, brother. Just came up with a wonderful. <laughs> man, what is wrong with Rick Ross, man? Now you hear it. The second one funny, he said, I came up with a new idea. I called my business partner. I said, <laughs> we need that Don Lemonade. <laughs> Ross is stupid. Uh, <laughs> see, you, you you cross over to that rap world, man. You know, Ross is crazy for that one, man. Send over your resume. <laughs> Send over your resume. <laughs> oh man, everybody, LL Nation, man, we appreciate you guys so much, man. The chat was lit as always. Once again, subscribe on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Thumbs up, hit it for us. CFB Nation, go there now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Search CFB Nation for all of our great content, the audio edibles we give you each and every day. So, man, that cat Ross Tucker and Don Lemon got bounced on the same day, huh? Yep, Tucker Carlson, but I think that I mean, for different Tucker reasons. Carson. I think it's for different reasons, though. So, woo, man. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. But most of all, hey, and throw John Morant on a petty train. Hey, man, basketball court is not a trampoline, man. Stop. You are not part of the Jesse White tumblers, man. <laughs> Calm down. Not to break your neck out there, dude. He was damn near about to jump over, bro. <laughs> he all I think he was trying to. I think if his hand wasn't injured, I think he would have tried to dunk on Bron. I think, yeah, I think he was. I going think he was going to try it because he really was up there for real. Like, man, LeBron said he said once he get up there, ain't no jumping with him. No, <laughs> at all. Bron was like, man, once he took it off, it was like that's all I can do is take a shot. <laughs> yeah, so for sure. Hey. Buckets, boy. He was made here. Uh, here we he go. He was made here. No, I don't he have Giannis made. out there. Listen to him in any interview. This is why I pull for Jimmy Bucks. He'll tell you. He said the greatest thing that ever happened to me was to be drafted to the Bulls in that environment when you had Joe King, Derrick Rose, Tibbs all screaming at each other. <laughs> he was like, it made me. He was yeah. like, yo, coming up in that, he was like, man, that's how I became who I was. So, yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy Buck is basically just kind of smacked them around. Last right. night. <laughs> Have a great Tuesday, everybody. But most of all, make sure you spend it different.